There's incredible personal freedom in truth, yet we spend so much of our lives showing up the way we think we should. The ways that will make our parents happy, our colleagues respect us, society at large accept us, and of course, the ways that will make us look good on Instagram and social media. In My Truth is the antidote to the shoulds. Be a fly on the wall as my guests and I dive into the untruths we're currently living with and work through them together in real time. I'm Sarah Regalhuth, your host, and as I recently updated my Instagram bio to read, I'm not one thing, but many. Professionally, I run Grow My Team. I'm one of the co-founders of the League of Extraordinary Women, but personally, I'm a lot more than that. Last year, I moved through a breakdown. I also moved through a breakup. I also changed my entire career professionally, sold my company, ended 17 years in financial planning, a lot of change. During this period, I had a strong calling to share what was going on for me, to share it publicly on my blog, on my social media. I don't know why, but I really felt that it was important to open up these conversations and share with people what was really happening behind the scenes of my life. This sharing resulted in a lot of people reaching out to me to have deep conversations. And I started imagining what would it look like if other people could listen in on these conversations? What healing could come from that? I knew that I was healing. I knew the people I was having conversations with were healing. And I really felt that if other people could listen to these conversations, to what was happening in real time, as we worked through things, that healing would come for many. And so on a drive from Vancouver to Colorado, a pilgrimage, I would say, where I was moving my life back to the state that has called my heart since the first moment I ever set foot in there, this podcast, In My Truth, was born. It feels healing and growing for me. I believe it's healing and growing for my guests. And I feel that there will be healing and growing for you, my listeners. So let's dive in. Quick disclaimer before we dive in, what we talk about on In My Truth tends to be very raw and can be triggering. I have included in the show notes links to resources and places where you can get support and help if you do find yourself triggered by what we talk about. Welcome back to this episode of In My Truth. Today I have my good friend, Natasa no, I'm really, I'm, I've already messed it up. We're sitting right next to each other, which is fun. You can pronounce your surname. Yeah. Zubr- Zuberitis. Zuberitis. Okay, usually it's me that like people are trying to pronounce my surname, which I don't even know how to pronounce my surname. <laughs> anyway, my good friend Natasa, who I know through my other best, best mate, Liam, since I was 13. Um, I guess we met like, what, la- no, this year. Yeah, about mm, within the last six months anyway, and Mm -hmm. hit it off. And uh, every time I come to Chicago, I just love hanging out and having deep conversations. (laughs) So a text this morning to Natasha has led to us sitting here to have this conversation today. And I'm very excited to have you on my show. So thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Tell us a little bit about you and what you do and who you are. That's a great question. (laughs) It's a big question. (laughs) It's a huge question. Um, You'd think by now I'd have like a post-it note that I'd like keep around so everyone asks. Uh, So yeah, my name is Natasha and I'm a producer. I produce a TV show right now. Well, it just got canceled, so (laughs) not right now. (laughs) But yeah, I work in TV and media and um, I have a dog. Yeah. What's your dog called? Oh, Wendy. Oh, yeah, she's adorable. She's a Belgian Malinois, Amazing. which is like the most badass thing. Don't know why I have her. <laughs> she's like a bomb sniffing dog. It's like, you you know, on the off chance I have a bomb in my house. But uh, Actually, you're safe from bombs anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll see. She's not very good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I have I can't think of anything else to talk about. <laughs> Amazing. Well, don't judge judge my producing skills on the on the show, but thanks for the yeah. tip to Natasha gave me a tip before we got started that I should actually check the sound and all of that. So, yeah, it's good to have a professional around. <laughs> all right, let's dive in. What are you wrangling with right now? What's the current untruth that you're trying to figure? So, this is something that I have been struggling with but never like dove deeper into. Um I'm trying to date again because I haven't dated in a while. I did like a very, I think it's pretty long, like me time mm-hmm. trying to figure out myself after uh, my ex and I broke up. So I went on a date yesterday mm-hmm. I think it was, 
And he had texted me after the date and he's like, oh, I had a really great time, something, something. And I wanted to text him back like a joke because I'm a horribly mean, sarcastic, just horrible individual. And um, I didn't, I stopped myself because I didn't like want him to get the wrong idea. I was worried he wouldn't get the joke. And then I was like, oh, what if it wasn't funny? Cause it's in text, so he doesn't get my tone. And then I just sent like, yeah, I had a really great time too, thanks. I was like, that's not me, mm. you know? I wanted to make fun of what he said and I didn't. And I, was, I just started second guessing myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I see that I do that. And I've done that a lot in relationships, which is probably why my past relationships haven't worked. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, well, let me do it again. Mm, you know? God. So it's kind of the whole like tempering the way you're showing up kind of thing. Like, or like trying to be like, oh, no, I don't want to be like who I really am. So I'll just, this might be what he would rather hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like um, this whole journey that I've been on while being single and trying to like discover myself and just move into a higher way of thinking and being. Uh, I've been focusing a lot on like who am I being, not just how, but who, mm -hmm. and it just all went right out the window. Yeah. I was like this, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be this confident badass. I'm going to be, you know, um, independent and very authentic with who I am. And when we were on the date, even then, like I told some jokes because I, I do comedy. I work in comedy a lot and I'm just, you know. I love bullshitting. And yeah. um, do you swear on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Australian. I swear on everything all the time, always. <laughs> okay. Isn't fuck the word that just means everything is more and better and I don't have like another word to use, so I just use it. So yeah, go for I it. I love it. So yeah, and then it all just went out the window and I was like, I told a few jokes, but really I tempered myself because I also work with comics and so – are you familiar with like the comic world, like stand-up comedy? No, like, don't tell me jokes on the show, please, because I never get jokes. And then I have to like, you'll have to tell me if I need a laugh. <laughs> you know. No, I'm a little familiar, but not really. Chances are whoever's telling you these jokes just aren't good. Yes. Play them. Yes. Don't tell him I said that, but yes. We were texting once and he, he texted me and I was like, okay. And I texted him back something hilarious. And he goes, you missed my joke. I was like, no, honey, I didn't. That was oh, just good. Terrible. I'm going with that. Mm -hmm. He keeps telling me I'm not, not very clever, but maybe these no. jokes suck. <laughs> yeah. I've been working in comedy for seven years. Trust me, you're funny. He's cute. He tries. He's never going to let me over again. So, yeah. I, I, you know, just, I've been working in comedy a long time. And so the comic world, there are nearly no boundaries really when it comes to comedy. I mean, granted, there's this whole new wave of like woke comedy. Mm -hmm. uh, but I work with like old school comics and you're just, you're just fucking mean. <laughs> and it's funny and like, it's raw and you get really into just the, how do I say this? You take like the most important aspects of someone that could be like the most sensitive, most deep, and you just rip them open and oh like smear them all over the stage, you know, or like each other. So I'm a very dark, horrible person <laughs> and uh, when it comes to comedy. So I try to temper myself sometimes because mm -hmm. I don't know how deep I can go into a joke. Like mm. not everybody wants to laugh at name a subject, and yeah. you know what I mean? Um, especially now everything's so sensitive, so you have to like make sure that your jokes are. Like you could do offensive comedy, but you don't want to do mean comedy. Like So anyways, he was super cute, super smart, like really fucking smart. Yeah. Like ready to get his PhD and speaks multiple languages. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> he was using words. I was like, I'm going to have to Google all of this when I go home. He's like, no, no, I didn't. Mean I was like, no, seriously. <sighs> but uh, I think that was partly why I was like, oh, maybe my jokes won't land or they might seem not as smart. I don't know. Just suddenly I got really self-conscious. And um, yeah, it was just bugging me. And even now we were texting today and I wanted to throw some stuff out there. Oh, I texted him last night. That's what I did. I sent him a, a, a GIF of Eugene Levy from American Pie. And the gif, it was like him raising his eyebrows, being like, hey, big boy. And I was like, this is my attempt at flirting. <laughs> and he didn't respond. And I was like, oh, my God, he didn't get it. I'm creepy. This isn't going to work. He was sleeping. It was like, you know, 11 o'clock at night when I sent it. Oh, my God. Okay. So we just went out for lunch and we sort of started to dive into this conversation. I was like, no, we have to wait for the podcast <laughs> because I am like doing the me time right now. But like I'm still – 
dating as in I'm going to meet people and I, I don't know. I can't not pe- meet people. I seem to just meet people wherever I go. I don't do apps or anything like that. Not that I have any problem or issue with it. I'm not actively trying to get in a relationship. I'm mm-hmm. actively trying to stay out of a committed relationship, <laughs> but I still love to meet people and like I'm going to, and I do and I have, but yeah, I guess it's in the past. I've always just known how to get the guy. Like I've kind of known the language and the way to be and played the cool girl and done all of this stuff. And I guess I just met a guy in Mexico and I'm trying to just be fully me, which is like all the things. And like, it's all online anyway. Like I had a breakdown in October and I've written about it. Anyway, the other day he was asking me something about, um, like my ayahuasca experience or something. I was like, well, rather than me telling you, you could read my blog. And he was like, okay. And I sent him my blog. And then afterwards I was like, fuck, like it's really full on and it's really intense. And I mean, it would only take him to Google to find it anyway, but like, mm-hmm. I'm just like scared. Cause I'm like, did I just like go way too much too quick? Mm-hmm. But I think what I'm trying to get to is I just want to be myself. Like I am emotional. I am all these things. I did have a breakdown. I, did do all of this self-sabotage and then decided to tell everyone in the entire world all about it online publicly. <laughs> but I'm like, oh man, it's, it's scary. Like the, when you're not playing the game that you know mm-hmm. how to play, that leaves you trying to live up to a persona anyway. So it's bullshit. And you're just being yourself. Like right now I feel so much more vulnerable. Like he basically didn't reply to me um, from Sunday he just did actually before the podcast, but, <laughs> but he hadn't replied to me for two days and I could feel myself getting in my head like, oh my God, like, you know, maybe the last conversations we were having was turning him off and blah, blah. And there's just, it feels like there's so much more on the line now when I'm just being myself mm-hmm. than, and this isn't even about the guy. I don't even fucking know the guy. Like, I don't even know. This is just the representation of like yeah. me analyzing whether I should or shouldn't just be myself in the texts. But like at the core of it, I'm like, well, I just want to be myself because I don't want to have to live up to some idea of myself that I've potentially put forward. And I don't even know, there's always going to be an idea of myself because the other person is going to have their idea. Mm-hmm. But I guess in as, insofar as we can control the messaging, I want the messaging to be real. I don't mm-hmm. want to be showing up in a way that's not really me. So I think this is interesting because it's like what makes us not show up as us and then how scary it is when you do. Yeah. I think it's easier uh, if your, you know, version of yourself, this persona gets rejected because you're like, well, that's not me anyway. I was just Mm -hmm. bullshitting. But when you throw it all out there and that gets rejected, you're like, oh shit, it's me. me. Yeah. So I think that maybe that's what I'm fearing that, you know, me as a person is going to be rejected or not liked, even though we were talking over lunch and I was like, yeah, I'm so much better about not giving a fuck if people like me. And then I was like, oh wait, no, I, I still care. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone does at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, we definitely care. I think I am learning to date and learning because I never really have done a lot of it. Like I've just kind of gone from one relationship to the next. And it's usually been a case of meeting that next guy either before the current relationships ended or very close after. I've never had like a period of like literally going on dates and meeting different people and mm-hmm. experiencing these different things that happen. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting for me because I know I'm going to be basically living in that space for a while because I don't want to enter into anything serious. So it's just going to be different people I'm hanging out with and connecting with and stuff. But yeah, I just don't, I feel like that's how it's been for me in the past. And certainly in my last relationship, I felt like this image that I put across in the beginning, I then had to live up to it and I had to, and it got harder. Like as real life started coming into play and I mm-hmm. actually had a breakdown and I had like really emotional days and I went through like periods of stuff with my business that wasn't good or whatever it might be. Like all of the, you know, Sarah, the entrepreneur, that might've been who I like portrayed myself as. And then like shit starts going sideways in my business. And then I feel like, oh, I'm not living up to this, whatever I set out that I was like so smart at business or so whatever. Like, I don't even know. Who am I? I don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm changing all the time. I'm evolving all the time. Who somebody meets is just that moment in time version of who I am that day, what mood I was in, what I was feeling, 
changes from one day to the next, but I think it's like, I'm just trying to be really comfortable in my truth in who I really am on that day than putting forward an idea of this cool girl who's got it all together. Like I don't. So mm-hmm. yeah, but <laughs> I'm it, really you, just trying to figure it out. But no one wants to put forth that. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing persona, yeah. you know, cause confidence is so attractive, but if it's a false confidence, you know, eventually it's going to crumble and people will see through it. Mm. What I'm noticing as we're talking, um, where do you see that coming in or showing up in other parts of your life? Because if it happens when you're in relationships, romantic relationships, chances are it happens in other relationships, friends, family. Because I'm thinking to myself now, like, oh, I'm not being my full self with these guys. It's like, well, that happens when I first meet someone, maybe if I want them to give me a job or it Mm. happens like with some friends that I'm still nervous around. So, cause nothing ever happens in just one area of your life. I feel like everything's very much connected. Totally. Yeah. You know, one area sometimes like is more amplified maybe. Like I feel like for me, the thing I'm struggling more with is like that romantic relationship side right now. Well, that's the thing that I'm, I don't know, struggling is the right word. I'm doing me right now, but that's the area of my life that I'm really looking at. I guess I've got it under the microscope and it feels like that's where these things are amplified. And I think it's right now, I'm trying to be in my authentic self in relationships because for a long time, like I knew how to get the things done, make the friends, get the jobs, get Mm -hmm. the guy, do this, do that. But like, it wasn't real. It was just like a a process. Like when they tell you like, Oh, you know, you just need a really good, when you go to a networking event, you just need like a good opener. I'm like, I don't fucking want a good opener. Like (laughs) I just want to be me. I just want to show up how I am. And I don't want like all these skills and tactics to make relationships because fuck that. Like I don't want to manipulate people. No, exactly. That's basically what it is. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's a form of manipulation to Mm -hmm. get what you want, the job, the partner, the whatever. But when it comes to like meaningful things, which I guess everything is meaningful, it's not real. So then I don't actually want that job or that partner or that friendship because I want the friendships and the relationships and the career opportunities or whatever that are based on my authentic self. Cause they're the ones that I'm going to be able to actually see through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think for me, where does it show up in other, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't like when I message you, I'm not thinking about what I'm writing and like, but when you were talking to your one friend that you had told me about where you're the one that you're making boundaries with, right. Mm. Does it show up with her? Or is that really a different scenario? No, it's a different scenario. Yeah. I don't know. When I meet new people that are not of the romantic variety, I feel pretty comfortable. I think at this point you have less to lose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think this is definitely a romantic thing for Mm -hmm. me where I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just like wanting to be myself, but I can feel the core of that is like, oh, there's something on the line because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I've been feeling the last few days with this with this guy. I'm like, oh, shit, I shared, like, my blog with him and now he's not – hasn't really messaged me. Like, yeah. reality is I only met the guy a week ago. Like, who fucking knows? Like, we're just getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid of the steps that I'm taking in the getting to know each other journey if I'm mm-hmm. doing the right ones. But I'm consciously trying not to do the right ones. I'm trying to just – Mm-hmm. give him whatever comes to me in that moment in my authenticity yeah well the ones that we think are right are the ones that we've done in the past which is the manipulation game of getting them to like you mm-hmm. so it's like you have to let go of the the right way of doing things there is no right or wrong mm-hmm. it's like like you said authentically just show up and see what happens but again fear takes over mm-hmm. i know that fear takes over every aspect of my life I am a huge pussy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But pussies are awesome, by the way. Yeah. That's vagina. I love them. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I'm terrified of everything. And trying, looking back now, like where this shows up in other parts of my life and other mm. relationships, um, I can think of two relationships that were very meaningful to me. I've always been the kind of person that had someone on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Always had a guy I was texting. Like if one guy was gone, another one's already on the way. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Tapes with them. <laughs> <laughs> and what I learned, because I actually watched a couple of TED Talks and I've done a lot of therapy. And what I learned was that I'm distracting myself. Mm. Um, because when I focus on others, 
it leaves me no time to look at myself and be alone with my thoughts and be mm. like, oh, look at all the shit you got to work out. Um, so I would find guys to preoccupy my time and they'd always have like some type of issue that I would help them with. Um, I was telling you earlier how like my, the one thing that starts for you that like fucks you up the rest of your life, you know, there's yeah. like that one event as your one childhood, like, yeah, thing. And now you're like, oh, I'm going to be this childhood person forever. Um, mine is overly helping people. Mm-hmm. And that's where I gained all my value. So I would find guys that had something that needed to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And they would like when we broke up, they were always like, thank you so much for everything you've done for me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Oh um, but then at the end of the day, I'd still be broken up with and I wouldn't have grown at all yeah. in the relationship. It's just me giving, giving, giving. And that's how I got all my value from like thank yous and good jobs and seeing them grow. And meanwhile, I'm still stuck at this level. Well, and it's validation as well for like how amazing you are that you're mm-hmm. able to help them with that thing. Yeah, I'm like, but like oh, I'm so cool. I'm like, oh wait, now I just need to find someone else to help because mm-hmm. I've never like looked at myself. And so I had this one boyfriend that you know he's not the one that got away, but when you f- build them in this fantasy, mm-hmm. right? Like he was in production, I'm in production. He was he had just such great qualities. He had also not so great qualities, but I refused to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed it was in that relationship that I wasn't being myself. Mm. I don't know if like I looked up to him and so I wanted him to like me, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't my disgusting self, you know, I like tempered my jokes. I let him be funny. He wasn't that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, was, I don't know, I was nice. I was quiet mm. and I really forgot. And right now I'm rediscovering who I am. Like have, I'm taking like this course and I'm going through the therapy and stuff. And I'm not a quiet person. Mm. I'm actually really annoyingly loud and fun. And I forget that because there've been a lot of men in my life who have silenced me. And that's mm. a whole nother story that we could go into. But so he, but that's showing up right now with this new guy, like you're like silent, like he's not doing it, but you're doing I'm it. You're doing stepping it. in already and being like out of habit. I just won't like tell the jokes and do the thing. Yeah. I think it's gotta be out of habit. And like, I'm consciously recognizing that I'm not being myself and I can see where the stem of it comes from. But like, I have the realization, why am I not doing something about it? Where's the shift? Like, how do I, you know what I mean? Like what's mm. the measurable result of something that I can do to be like, oh, okay. Turn that switch off and be myself. Like, mm. uh, this is so interesting. This is actually triggering me because I realize I think what happened in my last relationship was a transformation. So I think, yeah, this is really fucking interesting. So in all my previous relationships, I have totally tempered myself down the whole relationship. Like I've, in some way, shape, or form, for different reasons, I've like, less than myself, um, less than it's not a word. It's not, it's not even, it's two words, but it's, not a, real, it. it's not a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've, I've somehow showed up how I thought my partner wanted me to be. So I remember my ex before my marriage, he was just like much smaller of a thinker, much, um, more of a content type of personality. Whereas I was like trying to do all this stuff and he would just be like, why do you want to do all that? And so I was like holding myself back from a career perspective or whatever. And when, you know, when I split up with him, obviously I I met my husband and he was like, let's go, let's do this career wise. And that was super attractive to me. And I spread my wings from a career perspective and went totally went out there. But my, my, I feel like in my marriage, my ex-husband wanted me to be kind of like, well, this is, was my perception. Anyway, I felt like I had to be like a good girl. Like there's a lot of rules that I had to live by a lot of like, just with everything. And I, I really, you know, it's not necessarily who I am. And eventually I needed to just break out of that and just be myself. And I feel like in my last relationship, it's the first one where I really, I did actually talk about all the things I felt and was moving through. And I mean, from the start to the end, I think I started showing up in a way and got the guy and all of that, like unintentionally. I didn't even know that I used to do this. You know, mm-hmm. It was just yeah. happening. But then over time, like, I think we did get to a place where it was very like, 
this is how it is, warts and all. Like I had a breakdown. I was a mess. I was like crying every single day. I couldn't cope with my life. Like it was, he saw the worst version of me that's really ever kind of existed, I suppose. Um, but it didn't work out. So it's like, oh, wow. Like the real me ended up, I mean, the other ones, I guess you could say didn't work out either, but they kind of went full circle. So it feels different. This one feels like it, it blew up in a bit of a, you know, grand spectacular fashion. Um, and I was still in love with him when we broke up. So I think there's, you've just hit on something for me where there's this real sense of vulnerability right now around, I, this is what I want. I want to show up in relationship as the real me, all of the different things. And if that is the sad and crying Sarah, or it's the happy and overwhelmed Sarah, or it's the excited can't container, or it's the busy working, whatever it is, I want to be in myself. I want to be unapologetic. I want to just own all of the things about me, the things that I'm feeling. Um, that relationship was open because monogamy is something I've always struggled with. It's the first partner I've ever had that I've actually talked about those things that I'm attracted to other people, blah, blah, blah. So there was like a lot of truth and a lot of openness and authenticity that was really hard to work my way through and to, but I think it blew up. And I think that might be like this is coming to me as we're talking, but that's probably where a lot of my fear is laying right now is that I know how to keep a relationship together when I'm playing a role. Mm -hmm. But when I'm just me, I don't know anymore. Like I, I, I'm playing a whole new game that is not a game. Like it's real life and it's, it's hard. Like that's, I think that's it. I think that's what I'm, there's nothing to hide behind. There's nothing to hide behind. Like, Oh God. Yeah. It's like, it's what I want. I want to just be like, this is it. This is who I am. But that's scary because as you said, it's like the rejection is of the real you. Mm -hmm. The rejection is not of an idea of you. And I mean, that's funny because that was one of the things I felt in my marriage. Like, do you even know me? Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, I would yes. be screaming inside like, fuck, you can't even see me. But it's like, that's on me. Yeah. I wasn't showing up. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> wow. There's like, I remember even as a teen, you know, like, uh, people just don't understand. Nobody understands me. It's like, yeah, cause you're not being authentic, you know? Yeah. And I think I'm, in, I'm incredibly sensitive, super sensitive. Uh, and like, I'll, I'll cry at a Humana commercial. Mm -hmm. I'll cry at like, you know, I see, I don't know some like random drug oh, commercial. Like a, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. In America, they have all those very emotional drug commercials. So emo <laughs> just drug commercials of like two happy people holding hands <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and um, so for me, when I can take constructive criticism, um, but when someone like rejects me in a mean way, like my little sister, I love her. Um, but I remember I did something and I thought it was hilarious. And so like I posted it and she goes, take that down. It's not funny. Cause she was in it. She's like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? That's hilarious. Don't tell me I'm not funny. <laughs> I do this professionally. <laughs> like I work with funny people, you know, like that's part of my identity. And then for you to be like, take it down and like telling me what to do. Mm. I was so hurt and I was just so mean to her. I was like, fuck you. And she's my little sister. So, you know, you, you're always going to be in each other's lives and be mean. But like, <laughs> I was offended. Like I felt it in the core of my stomach. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think it's because I was being rejected for who I am. Mm. And like, as a comic, you're not all your jokes are going to land. Mm -hmm. You know, you get over it and you retool them and you work them and that I can do no problem. But I don't know if it's because she's my sister or because that's the first time I started feeling a little bit more open to posting because mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like posting. I don't do any of that. I'm very private. Um, but that's just where media is going. And if I want to get a job in production, you know, really start branding myself and I'm like exploring a new world type mm -hmm. of thing. So, you know, a lot of comics, they post stuff. They all the time you work on your material. And I was just like rejected and I was like offended, mm. you know? And I think it's because I had nothing to hide behind. I wasn't like really playing a character. That was you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And not, I think I, I almost always play a character. Yeah. Every relationship, friendships. Um, I'm friends with my, he's like my editor and DP for the show. And I think I'm incredibly authentic with him. 
because we're both just like dark, disgusting people, you know? You're not disgusting. <laughs> you, you haven't seen it yet. But, you know, like we just tell horrible jokes to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're very, I feel very genuine with him. And I can say like, oh, I'm scared of this or because what we do is we turn everything into a joke. Mm. So it feels safe when we talk about deeper things. Well, that's what I was going to say is like, is your humor also some form of like character or does that feel like? Yeah. It's so hard, especially when you're an actor too, because I perform or, you know, tell myself Mm. I do. Uh, You play so many characters. It's really hard to find which one is you. And I think that's what I'm still exploring. Mm. Like, who am I? Because when I was younger, I played the role of like mommy's helper. Yeah. You know, I played the role of the jokester. Mm -hmm. I played the role of like the good girlfriend or like the hot one night stand or like the one that you come to. I Mm. became a producer uh, and like I'm the one that you come to. I hold like this power, but then I had someone above me and Mm. I was like small. And I don't know, it's like all over the place. Yeah. So yeah, I think I haven't really formulated who my authentic self is, especially with all this transformation happening. And then like, uh, do we ever really know? Like that's something I feel like in my last relationship, I was like so frustrated all the time. I think because I was being more in my authentic self and he was potentially a bit like fucking confused. Like he met this person and now I'm having breakdowns and all sorts of things. And I mean, that's just life. Like, that's what happens in a relationship. You have to support somebody through all the different things, but it was, it was challenging for him at times. And I remember often, often sitting there thinking, I wish I had a fucking manifesto where I could just be like, can you please read this? This is me. All the things like Mm -hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, And I, I like used to want to write sometimes, like just write, like sometimes I'm this and sometimes I'm that. And sometimes I'm all the things. Um, and it, like I was doing a lot of self-destructive behavior and, you know, a lot of self-sabotage and I was like, well, that's just me. Like that's part of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's so hard to wrangle between, well, that is me, but it's not the me that I want. And the closer I get to my actual truth, the less that I'm kind of resorting to those behaviors, but they're there. They've existed in my past. They may exist in my future. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They just are who I am. But yes, back to this manifesto, I wanted to have like this freaking guidebook of like Sarah, like, can you just read this and just accept me for who I am? <laughs> but what I realized is like, that was me trying to discover who I was and trying to define who I was and trying to have it all nailed down and so that I could accept myself. And I think more recently, I'm just like, fuck, I don't know if like, am I even meant to know myself or is that just the life's work? Like, because we're constantly evolving anyway um, is it just, I don't know, we're just constantly different. And this is, you know, where parts of us are the same, parts of us are different. We're always shifting. Does it really matter who we really are? Like, why, why is it on such a pedestal for us to know who we are? Mm-hmm. Like, why do we want to admire the people who know who they are? Sometimes that sounds a little bit like rigid to me. Yeah. You know, it's like, I am this and mm-hmm. I, I'm so moralistic and strong in my beliefs. I'm like, so you're unchanging, unmoving. You don't have an open mind. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Dude, I'm so fucking shook right now. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I have like this weird, I want to cry. Oh. Wow. That's so fucking, yeah. <laughs> wow. Because it's, it's weird, huh? It is really weird shit. Because everyone's like, you know. I'm sitting here trying to think of my truth right now. I'm like, oh, I'm in this podcast. What's my truth? You know? (laughs) And it's like, who am I? And I was like, well, shit, I don't know who I am. And then you're like, who gives a fuck? I'm like, you're right. (laughs) Who gives a fuck? Who who actually does give a fuck? And I feel like the people, like everyone experiences us uniquely anyway, in their own way. That's we, they are bringing all of their own experiences and, you know, life journey to their experience of you, of us. And so here we are trying to figure it out and define it and own it and label it. But like, even if we did that, does that still change anyone else's experience of us? And does that really matter? And then like, what happens if you define it? And you're like, okay, so this is who I am. I'm a, you know, just person and I'm, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, to Becky, you're always going to be that kid who threw up that one time, yeah. you know? And then to like mom, you're always going to be her little girl. Yeah. To your sister, you're always going to be that annoying fucking sister. Yeah. And so 
do you have to play a role? Like, okay, well, when I'm with my mom, I have to be her little girl. That's how she knows me. Or it's like, how about I just do whatever the fuck I want? In that moment. Because they're going to think of you how they want to think of you. Mm -hmm. As long as they love you, you know? And no one's being mean to you and telling you you're not funny, you know? Mm. Then, because I find like, okay, who's, what role am I taking on when I talk to this person? So like when I hang out with some of my friends, they know me as the funny one or the silly one, but we open up to each other, but you know, I don't get too crazy, Yeah, you know, or I have the friend that I only talk serious with, Mm. you know, and yeah, it's like you said, it's exhausting to, to keep up that act. Yeah. And also keeping trying to search and define for who we are. Like there is that, that big, like some badge of honor that you know who you are. Like, oh, she really knows herself. Like, why is that good? Like, don't do, do any of us ever really. And it's like, I do know myself. I know myself as the person who fucking changes all the time. Yeah. It's like, I, my whole goal, like this journey that I've been going through is to transform who I am. Meanwhile, not knowing who I am. And it's like, well then why? Like it should be easy to let go Yeah. and just keep transforming. I love this idea of fluidity you know, like I'm a very easygoing person, but I'm also super type A at times. Like that's, yeah. you know, I, I don't know, name a bunch of personality traits. I probably have them all. Oh, there's so many instances like that. I feel where I'm like, you know, I can lead, but I can follow. I can do this, but I can do that. I can be very masculine and driven. I can be very feminine and flowy. I can be, you know, there's so many ends of the spectrum that I can find myself on depending on the day or the moment or what mm-hmm. have you. So yeah, I find, I mean, what's true for me right now is like, and I'm not surprised we're having this, the conversation's going down this path, but like, I do find myself like sometimes just having, I wake up in the mornings, I could happen probably yesterday and today. And it's like a little bit of an existential crisis. Like just this, like, what does this all mean? Like, <laughs> what, like, what, why am I here? What am I doing does any of it mean anything? Does it mean everything? Yeah. It's like a game. It's like a video game. It's like sometimes <laughs> I'm like, is this a parallel universe? Like, I don't know what this is. Because if you really think about life, it doesn't mean anything. Mm. It, whatever you want it to mean is what it means. Mm. Like you and I can both watch the same movie and take two completely different things out of it. Mm. You and I can look at a painting and you're like, oh, what a beautiful bunny. And I'll be like, what? (laughs) That's the Syrian war. Mm. What are you talking about? (laughs) And it's like, everybody's going to interpret things the way they interpret them because we've all grown up with different experiences and connected with different people. Mm. And so there is no meaning because who's right? Who's the authority on what it means? Mm. Like that's why we have artists. Yeah. And so to interpret things in so many different ways. Yeah. So you can take whatever you want out of it, which is exactly uh, this whole, like trying to search for who I am and what I believe and what, you know, what I stand for. It's also just like very fixed. It's very like, that's, that's that searching for like mm-hmm. right and wrong, black and white, how to live, how not to live. Right. But like, I think we just have to stay open all the time to yeah. possibility and to challenge and evolution and I don't know, learning more, knowing more, experiencing mm-hmm. more, being more. Cause I was, I feel like I've always, and I don't know if it's also because I'm a woman, but I've always had judgment thrown at me. Like I was always a bit of a tomboy, you know? And then I've confused people into thinking I'm a lesbian a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, because I'm not super girly. Yeah. Um, and I feel part of my taking on a more masculine demeanor was to deflect stuff, like not being confident in my femininity. Mm-hmm. Also like a sense of strength because, you know, if you're one of the guys, you won't be as hurt, yeah. you know, like girls are too sensitive. And I was mm-hmm. like, I would be sensitive, but to myself. And then I have that worry when I go on dates, like when I was picking out an outfit to go on this date yesterday, I tried on this really cute white dress and I was like, this is way too fucking girly, <laughs> right? I don't want him to think, I don't know what I just, I started just making it mean things. Mm. It doesn't mean anything. I put on a white dress. That's it. Like it yeah. doesn't mean anything. So then I changed to like shorts and a top where I was like still cute, but I was like, you know, a little bit more dude. So I was like, if anything, I could, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I didn't want to overdo it. What the fuck does that oh, mean? It's just like, what is this analysis that we put ourselves through of like, yeah. 
how we should show up in our clothes, in our responses to our text messages, in mm-hmm. all of the things. Like all of that comes from like how do we get closer to just what what do I want to wear? Yeah. <laughs> like what do I feel like today? Do I feel feminine today? Like yeah. not how do I feel like showing up for this man that I don't know? Exactly. How do I feel today mm-hmm. myself? How did I wake up? What am I embodying today? Because mm-hmm. that's who I am today. Like that's all that really matters, right? Yeah. Like, what do I feel confident in? What's going to make me happy? Yeah. You know? And yeah, I think that's such a great fucking point, dude. Mm. I think, sorry, back to, yeah, the point of it all is on the texting and the guys and all that thing. Like, I sent this guy <laughs> my blog and I've been wondering ever since, like, did I do the right thing? Da, da, da. And now I'm just like, no, I did because it's what I wanted to do that day. Mm-hmm. And it is who I am. And a quick Google search would yield it anyway. So whatever. And if it's like too much for him, then good. That's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like the game is actually to weed out the people that 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 it's too much for or not enough for or too different for or whatever those, all those different words we want to say. But like, I write that online. So the person who I date needs to be okay Mm. with that. Yeah. (laughs) Like I had a thought this morning. I'm like, oh God, like, am I stupid sharing all of these things? Like, what am I doing? Like, Mm -hmm. what if, what if no one wants to date me because I do this? And it's like, that's just, you know, that's where the mind just starts running away with all of this stuff. Analyze. It's like, no, I have so much faith and confidence in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to let my monkey mind. Yeah start telling me like I should or shouldn't be a certain way based on some potential future friendship or career or person or whatever. Like that's what got me into trouble in the first place of like showing up in a certain way. I remember I did an entire, I got interviewed on a podcast in Australia once. The whole fucking episode was about how I put an ass shot on my Instagram. It was a financial planning podcast. And they were like, I can't believe you did that. And like, everyone's like, oh my God. And I'm like, really? Like really people care about this, but I look at my image, my persona, my brand and where like it used to be a brand. Mm. And that's why people were shocked that I would put a photo of me. I mean, I had bikini bottoms on, but they were just very skimpy. (laughs) Um, But people were shocked that a finance expert in Australia would put a photo like that on. I'm just like, oh my God, like that alone, just remembering that right now is like how far I've come from. I was living a, I was trying to be something. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I'm not doing that anymore. And I don't want to do that. I feel like maybe this is the last remnants of it is that like these new people that I'm meeting and like the fear of how I show up in those first few experiences. And it's just like, nope, I'm just going to be exactly as I am. Yeah. Exactly how I feel in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I consciously made the effort. So after I stopped myself from sending a joke and just sending a, you know, whatever. Yeah. He then texted me this morning and I quickly made like a jacking off joke because I'm like, that's just who I am. And he responded with laughter and I'm like, oh, he's cool. Like I can be myself. And chances are if he didn't like it, I don't like him. Like I can fucking move on. None of these people that we have in our lives that we're actually tethered to and like Mm. tied to, there are people that have to let go of their own family members because they just weigh them down. There's absolutely no reason for you to be tied to someone you don't want to be. And there's no reason for you to be tied to an identity that you don't want to be tied to. I like this idea of like ever changing. Mm. I can be a very funny person. I can be a very serious person. I can be feminine. I can be masculine, you know, and still be me. As you're talking, I'm just thinking about, this particular guy is quite funny, but I am not. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, no, but this is really interesting because I noticed like his humor and then I would be like, I was thinking, oh, I could respond to that in a funny way. But then I was like, wait, but that's not really me. Like I don't want to become him either. Mm. And I was thinking as you were talking, like how cool it is that different people bring different things to our lives. Like we don't have to be the same. We don't have to connect over our humor. 
Like you can just be funny and Mm -hmm. I can just not, and we can enjoy (laughs) hanging out because I can laugh at your humor and you can like have a deep conversation or whatever Uh it might be. Like why I feel like there is this like desire to connect in sameness, Yeah, but why it doesn't have to be sameness. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be like, Oh, look how, you know, this start like when we first meet people, we're trying to find all the similarities. And of mm-hmm. course, like it's nice, but we all have tons of similarities and we all have tons of differences and that's cool as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Imagine okay. walking into a conversation and just being like, you know, I like chocolate. I like vanilla. Wow. I like this. I like, and just going for your differences first, yeah. seeing how that comes up. And if it's stuff that you can appreciate and you, like the person for I mean that's even cooler than oh no we have the same this and the yeah. same that I actually like it when people love I'm um, just seeing a food I like food um, <laughs> you know when someone there's a food that you don't really like and then someone describes how much they love it and you're like oh hmm, maybe kiwi fruit's better than I thought I'm gonna <laughs> give it a crack because uh-huh. they've described it like so uh-huh. delicious and mouth-watering and like the best flavor on earth and you're like that's cool. Maybe that is actually better mm-hmm. than I thought. Yeah. And that's why we meet different people too. They bring us into these different experiences. Mm. I mean, I, you've affected my life in such a strong way. Aww. And like, <laughs> honestly, after I talk to you, every time I leave the room, I'm just like, oh, fuck, cool. <laughs> I could take on anything. And I like brag about you. I'll be like, she's so badass. Aww. She like runs companies and she's super hot and she's like really smart. It's like fucking awesome. And so yeah, I like I really look up to you, and I like how you know you look for your truth, and you're like tr- really exploring things, and you're open to being like I don't fucking know, or I have these negative qualities, mm. or this or that. And so I don't remember what I was talking about because I was thinking about all you, how cool you were. <laughs> what are we oh, thanks, about? babe. But keep going. It's fine. We can sit here and keep talking about this. <laughs> I like external validation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like having people bring different things to your life. So because of the way you you've inspired me, like I picked the project that I'm doing for this course. Mm, um, so excited about that. Yeah. And so talk about it. Yeah. Can we? Yeah. Oh, okay. let's put it into the universe. That's a good point. So I'm going to try, or we, gonna we, we are going to, <laughs> we're going to create a TV show uh, and it's going to be a, a holistic makeover show. And my thought of pitching a TV show to like Netflix or a network, me being like a local TV producer is just, slightly insane and then at the same time you were like oh what a great idea and I was like she thinks it's a great idea oh my god this is gonna be great I'm gonna do it you know and we have and then the people I've been enrolling and like talking about it too and see if they can like want to jump on board they're all like yeah yeah and I was like okay cool like so awesome maybe I can pitch this to some big executive and if not I can make my own production company and do it you know um when you have enough people that like we we have so many differences but we have the same level of like appreciation for things and you're just so encouraging I think that's all people want is encouragement Mm -hmm. you know to know that their ideas aren't all that bad. I don't know. But. Totally. Well, you heard it here first, people. We're doing a holistic makeover show. It's going to be amazing. Yep. <laughs> so if anyone tries to steal it, it's like, we did it first. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we haven't said too much detail about it. Yeah. Oh, and my ego is is really appreciative of the kind words you said. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. I think this is amazing. I'm really grateful for the conversation. I think um, I'm looking forward to hearing... I feel like tell the jokes to the dudes and mm-hmm. I want to, yeah. I won't tell the jokes to the dudes. My jokes <laughs> suck. That's you. You do you. I'll do me, which is cry on the first date. <laughs> Show so your emotional side. <laughs> you just see a guy who's like, that's so hot. I'm yeah. cry. And you're like, okay, do I like this? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, this could go so many ways. <laughs> Um, no, but I'm just going to keep being me. And this is where I'm at right now. Where I'm at right now is fuck. Like I have, I have days, you know, lots of them. Mm -hmm. And, and there's a lot of feelings and emotions and especially as I'm like sober right now and I'm not doing all of the sabotaging and the numbing, it's like, I'm feeling the feelings like really intensely. Mm -hmm. And that is what being a human is about. Um, but I'm not going to hide any of that because, 
Um, there's plenty of people in my life who do love me for it, just as I love all of them for their unique qualities. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm scared. I'm scared of that rejection of true self, as we discussed, but I'm okay with it because well, like, I just don't want to be trying to live up to something that I'm not. And, and that feels, uh, there's just so much more fear in that where it's like every day I'm on eggshells that what if they see the real me? Like, mm-hmm. what if that real me comes out? That real mm-hmm. me is not enough. That real me is not good enough. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just, even though I'm afraid right now. And even though, um, as I go on this journey of, you know, living a more single life, but I'm sure still dating as I go, not trying to show up in any particular way and just yeah. just show up as me and if you show up as you and they're not for it it's like well then you're not for me yeah because again you meet so many people not every single person has to hold a value yeah and yeah i just i love this idea of not labeling who you are because mm. i always like okay i'm funny i'm nice i'm this i'm that and then like, I'm so nice, but at the same time, I'm so fucking mean, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you don't have to label it. Just, no, just whatever be. you want. Yeah. Let's just be. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I like it too. Fuck. So I'm just Natasha. That's it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I've, this has been really fun. I agree. Me too. We should I definitely it. do it Thanks again. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. And we'll do it again when um, you're launching the show because mm-hmm. who knows what'll come up then. You'll be like afraid of something or (laughs) I don't know. All the time. We can bring this dog with us. (laughs) I didn't even hear that. See, she's the producer. She hears the dog barking. (laughs) I've got the headset on. I can't hear the dog barking. Sorry about the sound, people. (laughs) All right. Thank you, babe. That was amazing. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of In My Truth. You can find the show notes on my website under the tab podcasts or sarahregalhuth.com forward slash In My Truth podcast. To stay updated on all of our episodes, subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app. We cover some pretty intense stuff in our episodes. So if anything is coming up for you, please don't be afraid to reach out for help. In the show notes of every episode, you'll find a list of resources, but good friend Google will always be able to help you depending on where you're located in the world. Remember you're not alone and there is hope even though it may not feel that way at times. Talk to someone, a friend or family member and let them support you. Reach out to a professional, do whatever you need to start your journey back to feeling good. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, either publicly or anonymously, head to my website and book in. Once again, it's sarahregalhoof.com forward slash in my truth podcast. Thanks again for being here.